on June 13, 2013. National Quitting the Advocate, Mark Hinkle, was on The Ed Till Show, syndicated on the Starcom Radio Network. It's the Ed Till Show. Welcome, Mark. We're in the middle of this explosive trial coverage, but I couldn't uh, pass up an opportunity uh, to speak with you. It's such an explosive topic. Uh, you are such an interesting uh, individual. So uh, thanks very much uh, for putting up with us being a few minutes tardy on this. Uh, you join us today about what many call America's next civil rights battle. Uh, how is the Supreme Court, again, going to visit uh, the issue of, well, on television they use a lot of terms, polygamy, uh, polyamory, uh, the right to marry exactly as you choose, if you will. How is this going to uh, become a big issue at the Supreme Court? Well, this month the Supreme Court is set to make a decision in the Hollingsworth case regarding same-sex marriage. And it does have the appearance that it will be setting quite a precedent for the establishment for same-sex marriage. And the basis by which those who have supported same-sex marriage have said that prohibitions against it were animus-based stereotypes. And the reality is that's exactly behind even more animus-based stereotypes of the anti-polygamy laws that actually even just outright criminalize free speech. So what if... What we're saying is we believe in the constitutional rights and civil rights for unrelated consenting adults to choose one man, one woman, or for unrelated consenting adults to choose same-sex marriage, then people still also have the constitutional and civil rights to choose unrelated consenting adult polygamy. And is this what would be a classic case, I mean, I can't think of a better one, a classic case of perhaps an unintended consequence but this is the way the law is. As the law unfolds, as uh, a society becomes a lot more uh, individualized and people are actually exercising liberty, this is uh, perhaps unintended, but not inconsistent. Is that the argument? Well, it, it's actually, I, I see it actually coming full circle, and that is that the government never had the authority to be licensing, defining, and controlling the contractual arrangements of unrelated consenting adults in the first place. And by, by using government to exclude polygamy, then that actually, and, and thereby establish the legalization of those who choose one man, one woman as the preferred moral dogma, that that led to these, that was the slippery slope that led to those seeking big government to also include same-sex marriage. So the real solution is to stop having government redefine, control, and license the definition of marriage, whether it's for those who choose one man, one woman, those who choose same-sex marriage, or those who choose unrelated consenting adult polygamy. We're saying that government shouldn't have done it in the first place, and the really, it doesn't matter if you agree or support what other people choose, the truth is that America is a place of freedom for choice of unrelated consenting adults. And as we look at the 14th Amendment and look at the First Amendment of freedom of assembly and the right to make choices of relationships, that the time has come and precedents, modern precedents have been established that even conservative Justice Scalia has said that the anti-polygamy laws would not withstand modern jurisprudence. Ah, see, this is, I guess, the deal, right? I think you said it the right way. Now you, I, I got it. It, what's really prohibited in America is saying no on the basis of we don't approve of how you're uh, marrying. Animus-based stereotypes. So it's, it's wrong to prohibit. 
And it is not necessarily that society would endorse this. Because it, it, I think that's where some people are going right. to be, look, I just don't want to bless this. Exactly. I'm, I'm not going to agree to it. Absolutely. That's okay. That's fine. Now, explain the national polygamy rights movement as uh, prior to the case, but just in ongoing, where is their headway? What parts of the country more receptive? Uh, what ballot proposals? What local groups? I mean, where is the progress? Uh, for national polygamy rights uh, and the movement in America. Well, what we're doing is we are proposing the polygamy rights win-win solution to uh, basically give a win-win to both sides, those who choose one man, one woman, and those who choose same-sex marriage, and that is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. Then it doesn't matter if you oppose same-sex marriage or support same-sex marriage. Everybody's free to make their own choices as unrelated consenting adults. That also it also rejects the, the silly straw men of, of bestiality and incest yeah, and all right, that. We're yeah. talking about right. free choice of unrelated right. consenting adults. Yes. So, what is the, uh, the category of would there be? Here's the thing. I, I see where we're headed. Would there just be a category of unlicensed marriage? Is that what we really go for? Some people want a certificate. Some people want, you know, they want to have a license. You know, they want to, and I don't blame them. You know, I'm just saying if they say, but we don't mind if the guy down the street marries and, uh, however he wishes. He doesn't get our license, and we're going to have our license, and what? we love him. And he that that or is that in conflict, inevitable conflict? What I set up there. Well, I would say that there's nothing. Why we just couldn't simply have unrelated consenting adults to organizing their own no, corporations? You know, my, well, because you know my family's not going to. They all they have marriage. Like marriage means something. It does marry something. That's exactly. It's a fundamental that, liberty interest. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, but you know what I mean. You can't tell them all this new stuff about it. No. They got They got, it's like Obamacare. He said, "You got to get to keep your old marriage. It's just there's going to be new marriages that won't bother your marriage." Well, it, that's exactly right. Because that, ultimately, I can say that to my to my aunts and uncles who are listening, you know, they're in their sixties and seventies. They'll lose their mind if now they have to redefine themselves. They'll get to be who they are. Sure. This will in it be an addition. But you don't advocate going to the uh, justice of the peace and having uh, the government involved at all. The, the right way to do it is no government. Well, what we're saying is, is that, and actually we're gearing up to, uh, we've got pleadings and a make us brief ready to uh, begin making uh, file federal filings around the country to actually start this process. And we, we're saying that in the same way that Americans have the constitutional right, ultimately marriage is a liberty interest, a fundamental right of uh, it, it existed marriage existed before the invention of government and marriage will exist whether or not government c collapses and so truly it is a fundamental right for individuals to choose marriage and the issue is in using government which is actually prohibited by the 10th amendment to be forbidding the definition of marriage and, and for unrelated consenting adults and making a crime out of that so we're saying that it all unrelated consenting adults have the fundamental right of liberty to be choose their contracts. Yeah, be free of any criminal labels and, and construction by others. We're doing our thing, and that's that. Uh, excellent. Now, what in my lifetime and yours, and it's interesting, you're coming from this as a Christian. Yes. Right? Not as a Mormon. The Correct. The traditional stereotype of an adult polygamist in America would be that you're some kind of Mormon guy. out of. That's not your thing at all. Exactly. Thank, 
And you haven't sounded like that in this interview. So I don't think anyone's really uh, thinking of you that way. You right. made the keynote at Yale last year. You're a, a big voice for this uh, thing in the mainstream of America. So here's my question now. In our lifetime, what, you know, it took uh, my entire lifetime, they got two states to smoke pot. And that was an easy one. And they got 48 more of them going to fight it tooth and nail. So what do you got in terms of your own gut prediction on acceptance, falling in there, you know, they're going to have to, it, it, little by little, getting into the culture as opposed to the legalistic side. What do you, what do you think? Well, I don't think everybody, you know, just because you allow polygamy to be decriminalized and the fundamental right of liberty as marriage for unrelated consenting adults to choose that is going to suddenly mean that everybody around the country is suddenly going to say, oh yeah, now I want to be a polygamist. That's just not going to happen. You know, what, just how many women do you think are suddenly that you know that have nothing to do with polygamy are suddenly going to say that's what they want to do? It's probably not going to happen. The key is, is that it's a fundamental liberty interest for unrelated consenting adults to choose their own marriage. So, as that is being established through the Hollingsworth case that's about to be decided this month by the Supreme Court for same-sex marriage, right, the exact right. standard that that establishes also establishes the identical constitutional and civil rights for unrelated consenting adult polygamists. And as that goes forward, ultimately everybody's going to realize the only solution is what polygamists have been saying to America for the last 15 years, and that is, let's let's finally abolish all big government marriage control for unrelated consenting adults, and that way, conservatives get limited government, and the, the Bible, uh, the marriage is not redefined by anybody, liberals get equality for all and the tolerance doctrine, and mm. everybody gets a free choice, to nice. and you don't have to support what other people do because it doesn't matter. Right. Now, I was only asking, I think I might have said it wrong, how long before people are cool with this? 50 years, 30, I said before about pot, 50 years, two states, and 48 is still having, so I'm trying to measure the same way I measured pot. 50, 40 years, two states, I'm asking you, in your gut, you know, you got to have a feeling, long, long road, 50, 60 years? To blending in or much faster than you might think? I think it may, I don't think it'll be 60 years. I do think that the decriminalization of polygamy will be a reality, and I, I think within 30 years, especially as same-sex marriage advances and then the uh, unrelated consenting adult polygamists uh, have, the, have the same constitutional rights, ultimately everybody's going to say, throw their hands up in the air and say, let's embrace the polygamy rights win-win solution, let's abolish all big government marriage control for unrelated consenting adults, and everybody wins, and we don't care what anybody else does because it doesn't matter. Government's not endorsing, government's not giving permission, yeah, I mean, government's I mean, not criminalizing. Right. That, I mean, that part that you said right there now, I think a few times, that is a great little paragraph. One more time. How does that go? <laughs> Say that all when everybody does everything and everybody does everything. That was, oh, no, seriously, one more, that's the third time you said that word for word. One more time, because I didn't get it all. It's brilliant. Say it again when everybody... The polygamy rights win-win solution is to abolish marriage control for all unrelated consenting adults, and then everybody wins. Conservatives get a win. Liberals get a win. It doesn't matter whether you support, whether you oppose what other people choose, because government's not endorsing, government's not giving permission, government's not prohibiting. Everybody has the freedom of choice as an unrelated consenting adult to choose their own relationships, and if others choose choices you don't like, it doesn't matter, because government's not doing anything anyway. Awesome. I mean, that really is awesome. 
Uh, thanks so much for coming back on the show, and I hope you'll continue to, to join us every once in a while. I know next week is a big week, so we'll all watch uh, how the case goes in the Supreme Court. And I'm always interested, I don't know if you notice this now, that when we talk, my, my angle on all this is always from my show, my listeners, is I'm looking at the guys and gals making thirty, forty thousand 40000 a year. You know, I do know in New York and L.A. there's a, a much brighter light on lifestyle. But at my listeners, I'm much more concerned about the, the, the ones that don't appear in the media and just want to live their life. Right. So I, I really I appreciate you standing up for a group that's, you know, I don't know, it, it can be made into all kinds of arguments that are kind of irrelevant. They're free to do their thing, and uh, you're fighting a, a civil rights battle. As you now, I get it. I, I understand it much better. Thanks a lot for being on today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Mark, how can I f have people follow up with you? They hear you today, and they think, "Wow, this guy's charismatic on a very important issue." What is the best way to, for them to go to a website or, or drop you an email? Or what do you prefer if people want to react uh, uh, to your visit here today? Well, people can certainly come to nationalpolygamyadvocate.com which has issues about my public speaking and my media interviews and so forth. There's also a link to my channel, my YouTube channel of Mark Henkel Polygamy, which has a number of my speeches people can watch to actually get the arguments that we're making. And that there's also a link to my Facebook page as well. They can click like if they want to like the page and get some updates that way. And there other, those will be a good introduction way for people to uh, find ways to contact me or contact the movement. Now, you know, before I let you go, I, I, I'm tight on time here. The front edge of the movement, briefly, could you just tell our listeners what they might look out for? This court decision is big. Around America, where in states or counties or just somewhere where they can be watching uh, for, you know, kind of local action on the big issues that you talk about here, or you go on 2020, you go on John Stossel, on the local hustings. Where would you direct people's attention? Well, the, the challenge for that is, is that people are actually much more vulnerable in, in terms of the polygamy movement on the specifically local level. So that wouldn't be something that could necessarily be given to people right now. However, what I would say is, is that what we are doing is we have been gathering plaintiffs in the different federal districts around the country, and we've got a pleading ready, we've got an amicus brief, and we're ready to actually start making some legal filings for pursuing our constitutional rights as a basis of the liberty interest of marriage, especially in, co in following after what's happening with the Hollingsworth decision coming this month. And that decision, just to be clear, would overturn some existing laws. Well, it would establish a precedent of what marriage is as a fundamental interest of liberty for consenting adults to choose that. And the key word is animus-based stereotypes. That quote, you know, the, the combination of words together, animus-based stereotypes, was the language used to explain why same-sex marriage has been prohibited. And they're saying that it is unconstitutional on the basis of impermissible targeting and, and intrusion of privacy based on Romer v. Evans and Lawrence v. Texas. And as Justice Scalia said in his dissent in those particular cases that if this is the case for homosexuals and polygamists have suffered even more. We've, even, we've lost the right to vote if we even believe in polygamy. We've got laws that have actually made it a thought crime. We've got laws that say if, you, if a married man says another woman is a wife, purporting that free speech act itself is a crime, as Justice Scalia noted in his dissents, that 
how much more polygamists have been impermissibly targeted, and if we're going to do this for homosexuals, then we have to do this for polygamists as well, unless, of course, as Justice Scalia said, unless, of course, homosexuals have more constitutional rights than polygamists. And the reality is, no one has more rights than anybody else. And so on the basis even of Justice Scalia's own dissent, in those cases, as the Hollingsworth is decided, and it is talking about animus-based decisions are impermissible, that's exactly what overturns the anti-polygamy laws, because they were only based on animus-based stereotypes that do not apply to a modern, secular, Western world where unrelated consenting adults can make choices every day as a liberty interest. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com. Mark Henkel, quickly, what did you tell the kids at Yale? Why they will vote yes to repeal anti-polygamy laws for consenting adults. Open arms reception. Any what, what was the reaction from when you looked at them when you said that? Well, the the whole speech that was the purpose for that, and the first one was to the first main point was that women are not stupid, and that women don't need this big patriarchal government making decisions for them, and that ultimately polygamy is a woman's choice movement for in this modern era, and that what we're doing is we are criminalizing women for making a free choice of better men. So there was actually a lot of positive movement. I think that a lot of the students were anticipating or expecting a big uh, hoot and a hoorah, uh, you know, of, of humor, and actually ended up uh, having a great, entirely enjoyable time. They were very educated. The thank you letter I got uh, expressed appreciation and the level of energy and enthusiasm that they had received and, and participated in was like nothing else they had had that, that semester. They were just so very excited that they did not expect the legitimacy of the arguments that I actually made to persuade both the political left and the political right how everybody really will vote yes to repeal anti-polygamy laws when they actually apply their own value systems. You know, uh, you're an exciting interview. The time goes by like no time at all. So thanks for making it available for us today. Mark Henkel, and go to his website. Uh, what a great spin. Those kids must have been like, wow, at Yale. Your uh, dynamic uh, representative, uh, he is a national politic, uh, polygamy advocate, and you can go to nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. Nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. Mark Henkel, thank you so much. Thank you. You got it, man. Great job. What a terrific job he did on the Ed Till Show. Mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on the East Coast. That's 7 to 9 in L.A. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com